Racism and Common Humanity at the DMV. How Heterodox Academy hopes to change the campus conversation. And how DEI is supplanting truth from the mission of American universities. Welcome to Fair News Weekly. To read all of the articles discussed in this podcast, please visit this podcast episode description. Now a letter from Bayan Barning. Dear friends of FAIR, 22 months ago, inspired by what I saw happening in my children's school in New York City, I spoke up in a Wall Street Journal editorial about the pessimistic philosophies that have taken root in our culture, causing so many of our schools and institutions to regress around issues of race, racism, and tolerance for diverse perspectives. Like so many of you, I was compelled to stand up for the positive pro-human values shared by the vast majority of Americans and people of goodwill around the world and threw myself into launching the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, a nonpartisan organization devoted to advancing civil rights and liberties for all Americans and promoting a common culture based on fairness, understanding, and humanity. FAIR seeks to offer constructive solutions, and I am proud to introduce a new free educational resource that our team has developed for students, teachers, and parents, FAIR Story Literature Guides. These guides emphasize pro-human values and support literacy development. Designed for use with elementary-age students, each guide features a high-quality picture book with discussion questions and activities aligned with FAIR's pro-human learning standards. Students will engage with rich texts and illustrations to explore values of fairness, understanding, and humanity. These guides, created by our dedicated FAIR and education team, provide opportunities for engagement through comprehension questions and hands-on activities. The first guide features Martin's Big Words by Doreen Rapoport. This picture book biography provides a moving introduction to the life of Martin Luther King Jr. His words are woven throughout, with both illustrations and text. As we reflect upon MLK's legacy, this guide is an invaluable tool for students, parents, and teachers to delve deeper into King's message. For updates on all the exciting work FAIR is doing in K-12 education, check out the first newsletter from the FAIR and Education team, attached in the description. Yours, Bayan Bartning. This week on our Substack, Catherine Wolf wrote about how a recent experience at the DMV impacted her views on race and privilege. Wolf writes, I started to regret how quickly I had judged those women as unhinged and the DMV woman as racist. I wondered if the younger woman felt at all bad about publicly labeling some people privileged or if the older woman ruled how she had almost reported the DMV lady for discrimination. And I wanted to tell that jagged line that this country just feels so broken and that It does seem messed up how, in some black communities, the houses look sort of stuck. Like, not enough has changed in this old cotton and tobacco state. But that when I drive through Virginia, I see the same stuckness in a lot of tumble-down mountain homes. And it's mostly white folks living in those. And I still firmly believe that America is good for the taking. That we're all in this boat together, and I'm glad. That I wish we weren't so scared of each other now and that I wish we could agree to disagree about what our problems are and what might help solve them without calling each other names. For Unheard, Fair Advisor Coleman Hughes talked about the controversy over Lady Susan Hussey, an 84-year-old lady-in-waiting accused by Kilburn-born charity worker Ngoza Fulani of insensitivity for asking where she was really from 
led to Hussey's resignation from the royal household and an apology from Buckingham Palace. Hughes writes, But it also means that people like this woman should be much more forgiving and not seek to cancel someone for what is clearly a well-intentioned comment. No one believes that if she had answered, oh, I'm from Africa, that this 80-year-old woman would say, oh no, Africa. She would have been curious and wanted to know more about the place. How many signals do you need to know that the intentions are good before you understand that you don't have to rush into judgment of a person over such a benign question? As for the royal's apology, the temptation to do something is deep and profound. This is as true of politicians as it is of institutions. But sometimes the best thing to do is to let it blow over. There are cases where if you hold the line, people will forget. They will move on to the next issue. They will betray the fact that sometimes they didn't really care so much about this to begin with. Sometimes it's a kind of short-lived anger about these kinds of issues because most of the people getting mad in the back of their minds know that asking, where are you from, is a normal question. For Brown Alumni Magazine, Fair Advisor Glenn Lowry sat down in his home for a wide-ranging conversation with Ravi Shankur about Lowry's willingness to take unpopular stances, the culture war kerfuffles, and where the two agree or disagree on policy positions and philosophical stances. Their conversation is as follows. Shankar, one thing I really appreciate about you, Glenn, is that you are willing to take an unpopular stance. Lowry. Woke racialism claims the American dream doesn't apply to blacks, which is a patronizing lie. Look, here we are. We're African Americans, but we are Americans first. We are not African in any way that's meaningful. Yes, our ancestors may have been enslaved, but they were also emancipated. We are literally the richest and most powerful people of African descent on the entire planet. We have 10 times the income on average of the typical Nigerian. There's an enormous black middle class and black billionaires. Woke racialism claims the American dream doesn't apply to blacks, which is a patronizing lie that robs us of agency and authenticity and self-determination and dignity. It doesn't acknowledge that we possess the ability to rise and meet our challenges and carry the torch of freedom. End quote. For the Chronicle of Higher Education, Tom Bartlett wrote about Heterodox Academy's new program that will provide support for a network of groups on college campuses to further the organization's mission of promoting open inquiry, viewpoint diversity, and constructive disagreement. He writes, What exactly that means and what influence those groups will have remains to be seen, but the program is an attempt by Heterodox to exert its influence at a more grassroots level. Founded in 2015, Heterodox, which has now more than 5,000 members, including professors, educators, administrators, and students, began as a response to what its founders saw as a growing tendency on campuses to quash dissent and shy away from controversial topics. In the years since, the conversation about how to navigate potentially offensive topics and how to balance the concerns of students with a commitment to academic freedom has, if nothing, only become more combustible. For his substack, Limits and Hope, Fair's DC chapter leader, Renard Bouchard, wrote a review of Wendell Berry's The Need to Be Whole. Bouchard writes, The association between wholeness and the love of a place is at the heart of Berry's decisive contribution to our national conversation about race in his new book, The Need to Be Whole, Patriotism and the History of Prejudice. In his characteristically prophetic style, Berry delivers a message of biblical simplicity, Black and white Americans will remain estranged so long as our lives remain enslaved by an economy which forbids the love of a place and rewards abusing the land and our fellow human beings. 
But despite an entire economic organization of our society built on rootlessness and the relentless destruction of communities, we must continue to hope because love of country is not yet a possibility foreclosed. For the free press, John Saylor, a fellow of the National Association of Scholars, wrote about how our obsession with diversity, equity, and inclusion threatens students, professors, and the very credibility of higher education in the U.S. He states, The principles commonly known as diversity, equity, and inclusion are meant to sound like a promise to provide welcome and opportunity to all on campus, and to the ordinary American, those values sound virtuous and unobjectable. But many working in academia increasingly understand that they instead imply a set of controversial political and social views, that in order to advance in their careers, they must demonstrate fealty to vague and ever-expanding DEI demands and to the people who enforce them. Failing to comply or expressing doubt or concern means risking career ruin. In a short time, DEI imperatives have spawned a growing bureaucracy that holds enormous power within universities. The ranks of DEI vice presidents, deans, and officers are ever-growing. Princeton has more than 70 administrators devoted to DEI. Ohio State has 132. They now take part in dictating things like hiring, promotion, tenure, and research funding. Join Fair in the Arts for our virtual community meetup on Tuesday, January 24th from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We are thrilled to welcome a special guest, Salome Sibonet, in a discussion moderated by arts fellow Heather Blakesley. Register with the link in the description for the meetup. Start the new year off by joining Fair's book club. We'll be reading Monica Harris's new publication, The Illusion of Division, and hosting conversations from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern on January 25th and February 22nd. Register now with the link below. We want the Fair Substack to be the go-to publication for diverse perspectives on culture and civil rights. Whether you're a seasoned author or an amateur writer with a story that can contribute to our mission of promoting fairness, understanding, and humanity, we would love to receive your stories, opinions, investigations, reviews, interviews, and more. Send your piece to submissions at fairforall.org. We hope to hear from you. Finally, if you liked this podcast, subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a rating and review. Make sure to check out our newsletter and weekly roundup to read more into any of this week's stories, or visit the episode description. Donations are always welcome at fairforall.org slash donate.